3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it Sports Radio, On this King Holiday Monday, so glad you're with us. Sam Chris along with Jason Longshore. Cole, now, now I'm saying Nicole, Noel White. I was right all day, and doggone, Greg did that all yesterday morning. Uh, Noel's been working with this other side of the glass. Glad you're with us, uh, wherever you may be on this Holiday Monday. And uh, love that song.
1: Can't go wrong with that.
0: No, never, never, never. Um, but we have, do have basketball coming up here in town. Uh, we have known as the home. This, I think, we're the home. We're the first city to have a King Holiday Monday game. Uh, with the NBA, and uh, rightfully so, we're hosting one again today with San Antonio Spurs in. What we want is a win, because we haven't had one in a minute here, and uh, a guy who covers everything, Hawks, uh, for us. I've seen him in action. I've seen him there myself in action. Is Caleb Johnson joining us down the way outline. Caleb, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, fellas. Great to have you on, man. And uh, on this day which is, you know, a special game. We're going to have Killer Mike down there. Should have a great crowd again. But thoughts about where this team is right now as we approach this game
2: today. A really weird place, uh, quite honestly. It's been one of those that, you know, I know Friday It kind of felt like, all right, this is rock bottom. Uh, you know, it just it felt like it can't get any worse from an effort perspective and from a – uh, from just an overall playing perspective, and then Saturday happened, and it was like, oh, okay, so this has to be rock bottom, right? Uh, and, and I think you know it's just kind of reached a point where um, there are there are, there are obviously reasons for why some of the uh, the you know production hasn't been great as of late. Uh, I mean, you know, not having your best defender for weeks now, and DeAndre Hunter. Does limit you in, in a lot of different areas, uh, but it just feels like this team uh, isn't on the same page. Uh, I know Trey Young took the podium on Saturday to say, you know, essentially to kind of come to his coach's aid and be like, look, you know, Quinn is trying to do stuff for us and we've got to go out there and make it happen. And it, it really kind of felt like, in the most polite way, that, that Trey was calling out his teammates and being like, you know, look, some of this stuff, yes, defensively, it might be complicated uh, that, that Quinn is trying to get us to do, uh, but we've got to go out there and make it happen. Uh, so far it, it's, you know, it's not showing up on the court. Um, and then, you know, you, you add the fact that this is a team who's not played good defense all year long, even though Quinn Snyder has tried to make that happen. And then lately, uh, their offense has really uh, been, you know, performing pretty poorly, specifically on Saturday where, you know, they're shooting in the, in the 30%, uh, which is just not good enough. It's not an area that, that Trey is used to being at, but I'll be honest, guys, I think Trey's playing through some injuries right now to kind of top mm-hmm. off everything else as he's been dealing with a shoulder injury, a left knee injury, Um, But, uh, you know, as Quinn alluded to last week, like Trey's going to play through stuff, um, but his teammates have got to come and and help him out right now because it's it's rough and and it's headed towards something changing, uh, which I most likely think is uh, some players on this roster. You kind
1: of went into it where I I wanted to take it, Caleb, with. With Trey, and look, I know everybody's going to point to the the big man on campus, the, the man with this team, and that's Trey Young. He's one of the best players in the league. It, it feels like a situation where he's asking for help from his teammates. Yeah. I thought he was pretty clear in that, again, respectfully on Saturday, but saying, I need some help. I can't do this by myself. We've got to pick our coach up, and we've got to do this. What can be done?
2: Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, you know, Trey's the one to talk about in times past of defense. You know, defense is an effort thing, uh, and I think that was something that um, you know. Sure, there are there are strategic things you go about. You scheme. Um, you know, it was. I just I thought of Friday, uh, their initial uh, defensive coverage wasn't working, and so they started playing. Uh, you know, drop coverage, uh, trying to deal with the pick and roll that was coming their way, um, you know, that, that helped them out a little bit against the Pacers, even though the Pacers still ended up blowing them out on Friday. Um, I, I do also kind of wonder if Trey is not only, uh, you know, talking to his teammates, but also talking to his front office. Um, because let's be honest, this is a unique perspective for Trey Young to be in. I think in times, in years past, We've always been like, okay, Trey, we hear you, but you could be doing this, 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 and this better. And that's kind of always been the thing uh, that, you know, would have even, you know, just me kind of frustrated about this team. Is it's like, all right, Trey, I hear you, but you need to step up when it comes to these things. This year, that is not the case. Uh, Trey, you know, ha- has he's really backed up all of the talk. Um, and, and specifically, obviously, you know, a lot of people have focused on his defense and how he's gotten a lot more active in that area. Um, and I know as of late, his shots aren't falling. And it's, you know, it's since the, the start of 2024, his three is just, you know, coming at, a, at an extremely low rate. But that's when I, I go back to, you know, guys saying that I think he, uh, the type of shoulder injury that he's been fighting through all the way since. I believe it was uh, early December, maybe late November, when the Hawks played the Nuggets, and it was uh, Nikola Jokic who was apparently leaning on his shoulder, and that's where this thing started. Uh, But Traven, you know, he's he's been playing through it. He's been fighting through it. He's not been making excuses. And instead, his way of handling it is like, we've got to step up. Um, And so, you know, you, you hope the message comes through, Um, But ultimately, I really do think uh, that a a change in roster is what it's going to take um, because I think there are some talented players on this team uh, that just don't play well together. And then I I think this team outside of, uh, you know, our guys like Jalen Johnson um, and Clint Capella, and I think what Trey's done defensively is, is admirable. Um, but the rest of these guys are just not playing good enough defensively for this team to, to get wins like they want.
0: Wow, folks. Spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with our very own Caleb Johnson. He is social. Uh, you can find him anytime at ATL. That's all capital letters. ATL Johnson 18. At ATL Johnson 18. Um, you know, talk about you know, one guy who's really emerged this year. Uh, was great. It was, J- was J- J- Jalen Johnson. Uh Sideline for a time with a wrist injury, seemed like he came back with a vengeance. He seemed to really want to assert himself and be what this team needs. And with his versatility, you know, to me, he's a plus.
2: Yeah, he is the poster child for uh, what developing a player looks like. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh I have heard some Hawks fans want to play a little bit of revisionist history with Jalen and be like, well, man, if this is the guy that we had, why weren't we playing him, you know, as a rookie and and why wasn't he getting more minutes last year and all this sort of thing. And it's like, no, this is, you know, it's like a a quarterback in the NFL that you draft and you let sit for a couple of years. You know, Jordan Love yesterday, shocked a ton of people uh, Mm -hmm. against, you know, how he played against the Cowboys, but that guy's been sitting on the sidelines learning and growing and I think the best thing, and Jalen Johnson has said it multiple times, the best thing for him was to go down to the Skyhawks and play with the G League team and and develop as a player. And I think, you know, if there's any hope for for some of the other guys, you know, you think of a guy like Kobe Bufkin, who's down there right now playing with the Skyhawks, uh, who a lot of people are like, hey, we'd love to see him up with the Hawks right now getting some minutes, but uh, there's something to – Developing a guy like that based on where he's at, you know, age wise uh, and in his career. And, and we witnessed it now with, with Jalen. I think the, the huge thing with Jalen Johnson has been um, he, he's found that he belongs. You know, like it was, I, I have to wonder if there was a little bit of an identity crisis for Jalen of, you know, this is the NBA and I don't know if I can live up to this. And he's found his confidence. And in finding his confidence, he's found, you know, he, he's got a little bit of a swagger to him. And it's fun to watch a guy uh, who is just so quiet and shy throw down a dunk and then stare the guy down as he's going back, back up the floor. <laughs> uh, but that's what's happened with Jalen. And I do I think it's a lot to do with the development uh, that, that he was able to, to find uh, working early in, in his NBA career. Uh, and now, you know, he is a guy, and I, I think there are two untouchables on this Hawks roster right now. He's one of them, and the other is Trey Young. And I just don't know that anyone would have thought that a year, two years ago. Uh, but it's a pretty incredible spot for, for this Hawks team to be that they have a cornerstone of, of their roster uh, for years to come.
1: Yeah, you would have had a few other people in that untouchable category before, but that's <laughs> yeah. kind of where you are at this point. What's the what's the timeline for people who are, are listening and not as tapped into the NBA as you in terms of the trade window, how long it's open, what the the kind of the, the rumor mill is looking like right now, because there's been a lot of players mentioned coming and going. How much more time do the Hawks have to make moves?
2: Uh, February 9th, it's a Friday, uh, about a month from now, is the NBA trade deadline. Um, and that's, you know, that is know that is the day that all deals will, will have to be done by. However, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, I think we're headed towards something as soon as this week happening with the Atlanta Hawks, just because the chatter has kind of gotten so loud uh, around this team. Um, it also, you know, it kind of depends what happens today. I mean, you're, you're, you're playing a San Antonio team who is not good, um, and this is your one opportunity on the national stage this year. You know, the Hawks, uh, you know, being a team that, that hasn't played very well, um, you know, since last year, they don't get rewarded with a lot of nationally televised games. They might get a, an NBA TV game here or there, um, uh, but this is their opportunity to to be on the national stage to play the San Antonio Spurs, and obviously a lot of excitement about Victor Wimbenyamba and this one uh, that will get a lot of eyeballs. Um, but you know, we're we're edging close to um, a move that is going to happen. A lot of people are are kind of locking in on Dejounte Murray being that piece. Um, I think it is because. Is the most enticing piece that the, that the Hawks have right now that they could move. You know, a name like DeAndre Hunter might be out there more, but obviously, you know, he's been one dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, but February 9th is that date to look at um, for, for all moves to, to be getting done. It was a kind of a big deal for January 9th to pass because that was the date that the Hawks had to wait. Before they could move DeJounte Murray because of the extension they gave him this offseason. Well, that date's moved now. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of wide open if they want to move DeJounte Murray or if they decide uh, to move some other pieces. Um, I, I know a name like Clint Capella has been, uh, has been put out there, although the team that was potentially looking at him and the Memphis Grizzlies obviously not going to be as interested to make a move now uh, because of the injuries like John Morant and others they've had to that team. Uh, but for right now, uh, it feels like so many uh, nationally are, are locked into uh, a deal. What can the Lakers make happen? Um, but uh, it's kind of unfortunate that uh, you know the, the, the Hawks are potentially looking at a deal to move on from DeJounte Murray. But I think it's the type of situation that they traded for a guy that they wanted to be a running mate with Trey Young. Um, and while you know they they have played well individually, uh, I think their collective effort together has just not been enough to to win ball games. And what we've seen is that Dejounte Murray plays a lot better with the ball in his hands. Shocker, the guy's a point guard. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know it's kind of one of those uh, you 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 tried to put you know square peg and round hole. It didn't work, and so um, it seems like the, the likely, most likely thing to happen uh, is that you go trade him to a team where he can be a true point guard and and shine, and then hopefully either collect some young talent that is under contract for two to three years, or you try to get you know first round pick or two and return um, and and hit a little bit of a reset with this team. Uh, and hope that Quinn Snyder and Trey Young are understanding of that and are willing to stick around.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of if. That's a lot of if. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, the one thing that makes it all better is if you get some wins. So let's start today. Right. Let's see if we can get a win today, Caleb.
2: Yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, and it, no better team to do it. You know, it, it would have been nice if you could have pulled it off against the Washington Wizards on Saturday. But today you're playing a team mm-hmm. – that, um, you know, not, not too many teams that you are, are better defensively than, but it feels like uh, the Spurs team is one that, you know, you potentially outside of, obviously, what, what Victor Wimbanyam is going to do and the paint with just his insane length. Um, but this is a team that you should be able to take advantage of uh, on the glass. And then, you know, you're obviously a much better scoring team than them. I, I think the, the Hawks right now are, uh, have, you know, score the fourth most, point, fourth most points in the NBA in San Antonio somewhere in like below 20s you know, like 20, 23rd 24, something like that. Uh, so this is an area of, um, you know, you just you want to outscore them uh, as simple as that sounds. Um, but you haven't been able to to get up a lot of points as of late. Uh, and this is a team that you should be able to do that against.
0: We'll be watching for that today when they play. Of course, we're going to hear it right here on Sports Radio 989 The Game, pregame at 3 o'clock and tip at 3.30. Caleb, always great catching up with you, man. Let's Let's go get a win today. All right. Sounds good,
2: guys. You have a good
0: one.
1: Thanks, Caleb. You too. This episode
3: is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.